Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today is going to be a substance-filled day. By the way, you know, we, we're telling people that we're going on drug and alcohol rehabilitation tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? So yep. May Day, May 1st, is our big day to indulge. But the thing is that we don't really, we do alcohol. We don't really do drugs, do we? So maybe we should leave the door open for drugs. No. Um. Why not at this late stage? Why would you want to do drugs? Why I don't know. I, there's a lot of drugs I haven't done. I've done. I've, I don't even think I've done cocaine. I haven't ever. Well, I mean, have you? No. No. I you sure? I'm positive. Plenty of um, coke in Lexington. I'm told. I'm not really a doing drugs kind of person. People were not doing coke around me in <clears throat> high school. I can well, tell I'm going to start getting into coke, and possibly you'll co- probably lose weight. You think so? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm on the precipice, the precipice of being tractor beamed into a weight loss program for my work. We'll see. So far, so far, all of my other sponsors have uh, not materialized, but it may happen. They may be throwing me on of these one of these weight loss programs else to defat me. And they actually mentioned in the email, they mentioned another fat radio guy who lost 100 pounds. Imagine that. Wow. Imagine. Can't picture you 100 pounds later. What do you mean? There's pictures of me. The, the good years pictures are around. In the other room. But you're so, older than that now, too. Uh, so, by the way, so I took, you know, we've got that. Uh, so I can't. Okay, forget it. Forget what? I'm just saying that. Uh, forget it. I I go to this well too many times, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, Alice. We have one of these showers. We're Alice and I. Don't have any fancy things, but we have a fridge that's great, and we have this great walk-in shower that's got a big 
It's it's a rich person's shower. Yeah, the it. people that sold the house, the realtor told them to redo the bathroom before they right. sold it, so it was like freshly done when we got the house, right. all brand new. And so fancy. it's got all these. Um, the, the the door closes and it's a, it's like got the little the, the it's not marbled the the thing, but it fogs up there. So today when Alice was showering, I went in there and took a bunch of pictures of her. Because you're a creep. Yeah, but but. But you should know that it was the the glass was showered or just fogged up, so you would really have to work with your imagination to make you can make out her hair in possibly, I mean at some point you're washing your hair and whatever. I did announce myself before I went into the room by the rec- like the record. Yeah, show. but unfortunately, the kid who was in the bathroom prior to you didn't lock the door on their way out, so it's not like I gave you permission. to There enter. was implied permission given. So, no. but here's the thing. But so. I think some of these photos should be made available. No. Why? No. It's not like. No. It, what? It's not like. The, no. Oh, it's no. Not, they're no. not that bad. Can no. we even? Can we at least submit them to a jury of our peers? No. <sighs> no, absolutely not. No. The, no. Do you want to see one right now? No. Here, let me show. No, you. I don't want you to show the picture. Okay. What I, if I, they can see it on camera? No. Just. Oh. No. Hello? Are you calling me, Sally? Yeah. I just wanted to see it on the I just wanted to hear it on the podcast later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll table the idea, Alice, but I really No, think... we're not tabling. What if it's a huge moneymaker? For... No. No. Guys, I'm gonna no. put this out to no. you guys. No, it's you, not no. You can't the only... No, you're gonna lose phone privilege. <laughs> Stop calling me, people. I um, who? as the person who pays the phone bill and can turn the phone lines on and off, you will lose your phone. I okay. Well, I think I feel you're being obtuse and rigid unnecessarily. No, that's it's just, not as if no. these are nude shots. They're very they are obscure. They're shots. very obscure. I would not do that, Alf. If the, if the, whatever. Okay. You've, no. Now you've you've sidetracked us. This is not where I wanted to start. So let's, what do you mean it's not where you started here? I don't get what I, I, I had did. an epiphany, Alice. Okay, I haven't. I'm sorry. I'm trying to um, monetize you need the podcast. Help. No, I'm, that's not the podcast. wasn't happening in the shower this morning. You're not. <laughs> that's not always, what you're. It's always happening. No, no, no. Okay, well, I'll, no. My brother's coming over. I'll. I'll. See no. He, okay. No. Thank you. No. I think. Oh, you know what? Since it's our last day for cold beers, maybe I'll get your permission <laughs> no. when you're compromised no no i don't think i'll even agree to a compromise there's no way no okay mm-hmm. no well let's table this if you i'm not gonna do anything alice i'm not gonna disseminate naked pictures of you you know make you make an offer to... <laughs> okay. i will kill you no okay fine okay you probably wouldn't divorce me, right? Hey guys, let's co- guys. Can we be a little quieter, please? No, absolutely please. not. No. We're trying to have and important also, discussions. And also, another in thing, <laughs> another thing that's now a no what? is, um, I'm not going to go. Well, we're not really going to need you anymore because we're not going to be drinking. But I'm not going to the packy for us anymore. I'm done. That part of my life is over. All right. So, Alice, talk to me about what <laughs> happened at the packy. Alice's job while I was getting sound um, was to go to the packy, which the, those of you outside of New England is the package store for 
booze and beer. Yeah. And there's one in town. In town, we have exactly one business that sells anything. They have a, a the company store in town, and um, and it's it's usually manned by a high school student at the register. And they they have, it's actually a good store inside. Uh, if you can get past the, it is a decent store. Absolute blight on the outside. It yeah, but it is a good store. But first of all, you asked me to get like a bunch of different stuff, like more stuff than usual. Right, because so we have company coming. I already I had to get. I miscalculated. First, I got a um, a hand carrying cart thing, but yes. there wasn't enough room, so I had to go back to get a carriage halfway through. Oh my goodness! When you, you, you listeners in Ukraine, <laughs> you think you have it tough right now? No, no, no. I'm not. So anyway, so I also don't like to go to liquor stores when I'm wearing a lot of makeup because. Like, first of all, I mean, I'm wearing makeup for the show, which I don't think it looks like a lot of makeup on the video necessarily, Mm -hmm. but in real life, it like kind of looks like a lot. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm in the liquor store and now I'm picking out because I'm shopping for like your brother and stuff. I'm trying to pick out him. Well, that's fine. He likes IPAs, right? So maybe, but maybe he's got a presentation in the morning. Well, I don't know. Anyway. Not my brother. Okay. My, my cousin, Herb. An unnamed person that I was picking IPAs Correct. for. Because you said just get a box, like a 12-pack of like a mix of a IPAs. A variety pack of variety. But they didn't have anything like that. Oh, no? All okay. they had was like one type of beer in a box type okay. of things. So they didn't have that. So then I'm trying to like Challenge. go through the four packs. You want to go back there? <laughs> no. They're still open. You can go look because I searched the store. So now I'm buying three, four packs of IPAs. Which is stupidly expensive. And That's horrific that that you that that happened. And and they're falling out of the four pack things, and like I'm like dropping stuff. And now add to that, I have on all this makeup, so mm-hmm. I'm like this chick who's standing here like dropping things and trying to pick out like, uh, you know, double IPAs and like really like dude kind of beers. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. So now every freaking fifty-year-old guy with sunglasses on inside inexplicably You're married needs, to a fifty-year-old guy. Needs think to head. now needs to now talk to me about IPA choices hey. because <laughs> they're sensing a, a fellow spirit in the chick with all the makeup on who's picking out the like heavy-duty IPA pink sweatshirt. They so they're like, thought... "What do you think? Do you think I'll like this one?" And I'm like, Why "Oh my god, I? that's no, great!" I can't. So. Two different guys. While I'm like, oh they're like, do you need a hand with your beard? And I'm like, no, oh, I don't. Like, it's great. It's terrible. It was like the that's worst great. thing to ever happen to me. Oh, I wanted did you to get, disappear did you get, from the di- store. Did you get digits? <laughs> no, and I never want to do this again. So anyway. My goodness. Oh, was, I'm sorry. The gauntlet <laughs> that you must have gone it through was there. terrible. Oh. <sighs> Goodness. I can't. That sounds horrific, Alice. <laughs> it was horrific. It was horrific. Should we file a police report, do you think? <laughs> no. Talk about growing up in Lexington. <laughs> These guys were like hitting on me in the store. I guarantee you that just on that hall where the bread is, there are variety packs. They're all over the place. I went down the whole hallway. I looked at yeah, everything. Right. There's multiple hallways. You know, I went in the other aisle too where they sometimes have stuff where I find your Bloody Marys when they have the Bloody... When you want 
the those mixed oh those berries. are great those are down like the second aisle you have right. to go into the other aisle for those too so like i checked all the places i didn't see any mm -hmm. variety packs of ipas so i'm sorry men were nice to you alice old men in their 50s <laughs> i'm sorry about that alice Talk about being a <laughs> spoiled yacht bunny. So anyway, my I'm goodness. done. I'm done going to the packy. That's over. Just because I'm hot doesn't mean I can't <laughs> get my beer out of her. That's not why. Wow. I my just goodness. don't. I. I don't know. I just hate it. I'm going back there with those shower pictures for those guys. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. Good As luck. reparations for your looking down on them. I'm not looking down on just them. Leave I... me alone. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, can I? Can I? Um, we're going to start somewhere a, a little bit odd, even for us, which is, oh, no. <sighs> which is, um, these, you're, we're seeing, I guess it's along the lines of a fox in the hen house. We're being told by friendly, smiling, well-dressed members of government in the media that they need to help us because we're being put upon by um, by an onslaught of misinformation and disinformation, which, by the way, they, they're happy to define the difference for you. That's how thoroughly thoughtful they are in all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're bringing out, you know, Juliet Kayyem, well-credentialed know-nothings of all, every sort are coming out to tell you with hands folded. What the problem is, is disinformation and its result. And disinformation is, are really, these are facts that lead you to come to different conclusions than those elites have. Mm -hmm. So they want all those facts turned off. They don't like that stuff. They don't like you thinking for yourself. And they don't want you, um, and that's why, the problem is, is that you're too stupid. Uh oh. Anson was hogging the charger. Wow. Tell him he's in trouble or whatever. Um. So the idea is, you're such a nuisance. People aren't listening enough to all the credentialed, uh, sophisticated, cosmopolitan, and betters. On the coasts, they're not listening enough to the people in LA and San Fran and Cambridge, Massachusetts. They don't seem to understand that they're in possession of all the facts and all the truth, and so they're mad at us. And that's why they have to now have a commission of free speech. I mean, sorry, of disinformation, the uh, the the truth council that Mayorkas is is selling, etc. Mm -hmm. And because what like they do with race and climate, they've tied through now, you know, one of the things that's that's causing the um, misinformation, misinformation led to the January 6th riots, misinformation led to people think there's problem with voting, misinformation is leading to being used by these cartels is being used as well to um, make people come over the border misinformation generally so they and so your your belief for instance um that it's wrong to tell an eight-year-old about oral sex is part of the big world of misinformation that's out there mm -hmm. and different disinformation that's out there some of it's literally disinformation which is coming from foreign sources like russia which is the most evil place in the world 
So if you're believing that stuff that they label that, not only are you a person who's um, easily easily manipulated, but you're also colluding now with the bad Russians. Those are the guys who are mean to the people with the blue and yellow flags. Right. So, so there you go. So in the the loudest voices, proponents for culling um, um, news sites and raw information getting to you are always the most malevolent. Yeah. Always the most malevolent. But they're coming in dressed as the good guy. I've got the white hat. But these white hats are really black hats. These are bad actors. I have to tell you, though, I might be starting to change my position on the new DHS board of disinformation or whatever we're calling the thing. Oh, yeah? Because I'm very excited for when... President Ron DeSantis uh, puts, I don't know, like Stephen Miller or maybe even like Steve Bannon or somebody in charge of the board of misinformation. And then they get to run it and decide what's misinformation on the Internet and get people kicked off their IP addresses and whatever. Right. Because, well, I mean, because. I mean, the whole thing. Is a constructed smokescreen. It's just a way to weaponize government. In the same way, the broad term Homeland Security Department, really? Right. Yeah, it could be anything. could be anything. You know, which is, which is what you do when you allow a bunch of psychotic, radical um, Islamic extremists score a triple-double on you in 2001 in one day, and you are clueless. You know, what we had... Our defenses were clueless against these people, and so now we had to create a homeland security. Now we've got our bleep together; it'll never happen again. And it didn't ever. It did never happen again because civilians on airplanes started. Well, right. It didn't even happen again later that day when people right. on the airplane itself stopped it from happening. And probably right. had they known even earlier in the flight what was going on. But, like, on September 12th, you wouldn't have been... I mean, I know we weren't flying planes still on September 12th, but you uh, on September 15th, or whenever flights start again, you wouldn't have been able to do 9-11. Right. You know, you wouldn't have been able to do 9-11. It, people... It, we didn't need the Department of Homeland Security to stop more 9-11s. People caught on, and once people realized what was happening... But the reason why the first three planes happened the way they happened was because it used to be the the way that you dealt with um, people taking over planes was you just let them do it and then you negotiated with them. Right. That's like the way they used to do hijackings. That's just what you did, right? So the minute the minute people realized what the plan was with the hijackings, that approach stopped. There was never any reason for us to take off our shoes at airport security. Uh, right. Although there was an attempted idiot shoe bomber who everybody beat up. But here's a well, right. And then there were the people with the right. liquids or whatever. So, but the so, like- but but now, of course, the Department of Homeland Security is is um, is is becoming the pernicious outfit that we were afraid it would be. Which brings us to real time with Bill Maher, which um, included a guest, Ali Velshi. Ali Velshi is a CNN journalist. You guys know him. He's He's one of the ones who comes off very thoughtful. He actually reminds me a little bit of Michael Wallace, the way he speaks. He uses a broadcaster's voice. He is an empty suit. I think Bill Mark should have done better as a crappy panelist. But 
he is somebody who is a cultural elite. Right. And he feels that there you definitely can't. He is a bearer of the truth. And he's worried that the truth that he's bestowing upon us, you know, through his extreme benevolence, mm-hmm. could be diluted with misinformation and disinformation. I just want to let you hear the way these guys sound, the way these kind of people sound. This was Real Time with Bill Maher um, this, um, this week. So they're talking about the acquisition of Twitter from Elon Musk, okay? And Ali Velshi talks about um, talks about um, the um, his concerns. I think everybody needs to get over the fact that the First Amendment does not apply uh, to Twitter. This is not government censorship of anything. This is how you know you're dealing with a good good elite. Because first he's going to educate us. A yeah, bit. exactly. A little lesson for you, first of all. As is, is, Let's all learn a bit together is, about the First Amendment. Yep. As his voice gets a little more baritone. I think what we do have to worry about, what Elon Musk, who's a really great thinker and is really moving the needle on some important things in life about electric cars and about yeah. going to Mars. Wow. What a take. Is he a great thinker moving us on electric cars and going to Mars? Ali Velshi, thank you so much for that. My goodness, this is analysis. I think what he needs to think about is our democracy, which is struggling at the moment, relies upon an informed electorate. And that's always been a problem for us historically. But social media is not helping us become a more informed electorate. So there's a responsibility even by a private company or private actors to say, am I making a bad situation worse? And how do I get you that town square that is so valuable without wrecking society. And I think Twitter could have a serious conversation with itself about that, asking Facebook. All this other information out in Twitter is wrecking society. In other words, the picture of the society that Ali Velshi wants, and he's Mm -hmm. got uh, lots of degrees. He's from Canada, uh, through Africa. He's very interesting. He's really, really more interesting than you and me. I'll just say that, okay? (laughs) So he's worried about this other information getting out there. At some point- Well, the irony is too, that the information that they want to censor is information that's been 100% common knowledge in every society on the history of planet Earth, right? The information like about trans people, for example, right? Like the idea that there are men and women and you're born Mm -hmm. what you're born and you can't change it, right? Like that information, I mean, like, that's the kind of thing that they think wrecks society is if you go and you call, like, a trans woman him, right? Then mm-hmm. then that's, like, that's the type of stuff that Twitter censors, right? Or if you go out there and you say that, like, you don't believe in vaccines. Like, I mean, people, there have been all kinds of people doubting doctors and disagreeing with doctors throughout the history of society, right? And, like, a lot of times the people who doubted doctors were right, Right. So these are things that are, you know, when people talk about freedom of speech and the freedom to say what you want to say, like these are things that literally have been like common knowledge and utterly commonplace through all of human history. Right. Or if you want to go on there and, and, you know, if you want to say that, like, the police are good guys and that. Like, they're not just wantonly killing black boys in the street, right? I'm glad you mentioned that, Alice. I'm glad you mentioned that, because that reminds me of something we're going to get to as well, on the same topic. Because that, too, I mean, like, people have always 
you know, been it's always been common knowledge in a society that you need to have police out there, like, mm-hmm. you know, preventing crime. That's never been a questionable topic. The specific things that they want to call disinformation, because if you say them, you're wrecking society, are like the... the the most long-standing things that people have ever said through human history. They're like the most obvious, clear things. Well, a- absolutely. Whereas they've invented oh, totally new facts well, out of also, nowhere, uh, and they're also, like, if you disagree with these, you're disinformation. Well, right. It, but you're absolutely right. Because the, the, the large narratives they're trying to push are built on it. I remember talking to some very credentialed people about this as well a few years ago in the last days of Herald Radio, and one moron in particular... Uh, saying, have you not seen the news? I said, please aren't, aren't killing black people in any higher numbers than they are any anywhere else based on uh, incursions. And it's gone down over the years. And it hasn't gone up. He said, have you, are your eyes even open? It's like, to, to what? To your <laughs> gr- top-level Twitter? Yeah, but my eyes then are open when I drill down on this stuff. And I'm delighted to find out that there's not an epidemic of cops killing but they don't want, they want to believe that instant snapshot that they're fed by Ali Velshi. And what's more, if you if you don't buy into their story, you're wrecking society. Right. Even be, though society uh, has functioned just fine right, for be, thousands of years right. having police. like Exactly. Because a cop shooting a young man dead who doesn't have a gun, it sounds like a, it's a terrible thing. With a little context that the young man was lunging for the cop's gun and had just been in a fist fight and wrestling uh, episode with him, well, that's less of a tragedy. I'm sorry. It's, things have consequences in life. You know, it happens in life. But that's where the CNN was happy to jump right behind the Michael Brown stuff. Hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. You have hands up, don't shoot at people there constantly. And they dragged the theater idiots from the from the, the park, Parkland, Parkland uh, thing. Because they wanted to, there's there are progressive tenants that they want to push. These things aren't there. I'm sorry, they they, they just don't exist. You want to see well, I what happens? Forward. Look at David Hogg. He is a renowned donkey child with a tiny brain who is looking who looks like an utter effing fool because you guys minted him a superstar because you needed to show that finally the kids as you hid behind the kids the kids were speaking to power now we'll get rid of the guns anyway so mar talked they talk about the babylon b um getting suspended from twitter and mar bill mar had said that that's well, a terrible thing. It's satire, obviously, but Velshi knows best. Did you read about this Babylon Bee? Do you know what the Babylon Bee is? I didn't know this. No. It's like the Christian version of the onion. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs that. Well, some people do. Can you imagine a freaking, like sanctimonious self-important because everyone needs that right stupid christian satire right right am i right audience what a penis head so there's <laughs> stuff that twitter's done that falls into that category and we think exactly. that's okay i think the we think that's okay who who is wait what? so he hadn't even heard of the babylon Bee a second no. ago but it's okay that they banned them right but we think that's okay what elon needs to learn it who the you dude you freaking empty suit dumb freaking nothing 
we think that's okay, but I have my problem. He's not an authority. Did somebody, does he think he's an authority on it? This is a dumb, mouth-breathing reporter. Because The issue is no one else is going to regulate them because we've learned that we're not anywhere close to being able to understand this and regulate social media. So could these companies take some responsibility and say, Imagine if we were really that town square. Imagine if we were this place where well, people with differing opinions could have robust discussions. And, and there's a way they can get there. It's not what Elon Musk is currently looking at. And that worries me a little bit. But, boy, if he could do that. Oh, Ali, Ali Velshi's worried a little bit about that. It's not what Musk is looking at doing. That, if we can create that real town square, what would it do for us? You, you, do it, you try and do it on your show, right? You, you, you battle people with different opinions with respect and respect right. their pluralism. Right. That's what that space would do for democracy. Exactly. And since we're... And- that space, that space says the know nothing. You know, what that being we- said, if the left could, they would absolutely get Mar taken off the air. Uh, yes, no, because he ha- he platforms people they don't like all He's the time. He's got good ratings, so they guys like Velshi need to launder wants to launder himself through him. He thinks that's his big star turn. Unfortunately, he's a dumb. Twitter became a left wing place. It just did. It, it, uh, that, you should see my Twitter. There's a lot of right wing garbage did, on it. Did, did you ever well, see Donald Trump's tweets? Yeah. I mean, Trump, Yeah, I, you know, I mean, Trump that was wasn't left wing stuff. Yeah. That wasn't okay. left wing stuff. But the point is, like, um, guys, I think you're missing the point. It's governed by left wing people. Do you get it? There's one side is given free reign and one side is picked apart. You know, they're not getting it. No, Donald Trump had it. First of all, Donald Trump's not even a right wing guy. What is Trump's what is his politics? MSNBC, Fox News. I mean, people have their own silos where they see the mm-hmm. news that they want to see and very rarely challenges them. Correct. Newspapers the same way. We're almost back to 1790 where each party has their own newspaper. This is now above the head of Ali Velshi. Yeah, Twitter could be a that. place no. where you might see an opinion yep. that you didn't formally right. consider. Uh-huh. And we need that desperately in America. Here's Velshi again now waving the flag. I think what we are missing in the discussion of democracy and or free speech. So effing self-important, dude, I would freaking. If, if, because when he says what we are missing right. doesn't mean him. Right. You know what what he's, we are missing means what you're missing that I'm about to tell you because I'm not missing it. Exactly. He's, t- he's doing winding up <laughs> as if he's about to hold court intellectually. But he's the dumbest person in the room. But he doesn't think so. I mean, he winds up like you're about to get a Charles Krauthammer monologue here. But this guy's got zilch. Speech, which is important, I think, to all of us and all of us here, is, is this idea of pluralism, which we do not nurture well enough in this country. The idea that, Bill, my goal tonight shouldn't be get, to get you to agree with me. It should be to cherish the fact that you and I hold different views on things, and I wouldn't have been exposed to them if I had not listened to you. Right. Yeah. right? That's Absolutely. the point. I hope so. Let's- They're all clapping for something they don't believe in. <laughs> pluralism. We want to have pluralism. We want to live together. You know, live harmoniously together, as long as you're kept off the platform that I get to have. <laughs> Make that our North Star. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, I, I think star. we can generally agree most Americans are in favor of free speech and preserving it, and they should be, well, because when the, the lights go out, you don't get the news, and when you don't get the news, bad things happen. Well, when he means the news... He means from him. People like him, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. So now, it should be said, okay, so here's Ellie Velshi, but here's a, a piece of, by the way, factual down the middle. You've heard how sober and thoughtful he's been so far, right? Here's another Ali Velshi cut when he gives away the game. The problem here is that the net outcome of what may happen in the, the midterms in November is that democracy itself may be at stake. These texts demonstrate that there may be people who are leaders in Congress come November, come January as well, who just don't believe in democracy the way that we do. Democracy itself, I say very factually, <laughs> is at stake here. Just so you know, just so you know. Which obviously means, since the Republicans are polling well, there must be misinformation and disinformation. Right. Because why else would there be? These people can't think. They don't have the brain power that I have. You know, I say thing like, things like North Star. That shows I'm smarter than, than other people. I say stakeholders. That shows that I'm thoughtful in ways that you could never be. Here he is when Bill Maher goes over... Um, Bill Maher, I'm only just using Ali Velshi as just the example of of your typical member of the journalistic community. Bill Maher goes over the fact that the economy is dying and the, well, the the inflation is through the roof, stuff, gas prices, yada 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 yada. yada. Here's Ali Velshi's two cents on that. By the way. In a messaging moment for viewers. In fairness, uh, a mortgage, a 30-year fixed mortgage is 5% right now. It's almost double where it would have been a few years ago, but it's 5%. It's not 19%. It's not 14%. So we're, we, we, we can still manage. It's a difficult. We can still manage. So don't worry. We can still manage. It's not that bad. As he puts out fires now for the president. The is no president wants well, to be the president of inflation and increasing oil prices, and the way you fight that is with raising interest rates, which is what's going on. There so uh, the prescription is happening right now. He's doing it. There's no good answer to this one. No. It's, it's circumstantial. The good answer is not to be in office when it happens. Yeah, that's right. That is entirely there, that's right. That's right, Bill. Let's just seal off this entrance here, right? That's right. There's no good answer. Sometimes life happens to a president. There's nothing. It, it's the guy and his entire team responsible for the way the country operates economically in the banking system there's nothing he can do nothing he can do can he not spend trillions no there's no good answer the trillions had to be spent once again here's ali velshi on um on some of the issues like um don't say gay issues the culture war stuff we have to make sure it's not causal right the, the, you're right so remember this is the guy who wants his voice to be heard on twitter but not yours because he only distills the truth one party is putting forward nonsense about disney teaching your kids all sorts of things that they shouldn't know and they're and they're polling higher 
It's not because of the Disney nonsense. It's no, not because of the no. culture war stuff. It's not because of the book banning. It's not because of all that stuff. It's exactly what you said. It's kitchen table issues, which is we are just in a, an unfortunate well, period. It's weird how people think that. I mean, I think inflation is a kitchen table issue, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird how people think that people wanting to talk to your kids about sex isn't a kitchen table no. issue. <laughs> That's very abstract. Great like no, it's not. You yes. weirdo. Yes. Do you <laughs> like uh, pepperoni on your pizzas? Do you like uh, oral sex as well? Yeah, that curriculum is not that at all. It's not that parents suddenly saw what their kids were being taught with CRT and all that stuff. No, no, those are those are all nonsense. Those are all nonsense. Not those things. It's something else. Those are fine, culturally fine. They wouldn't, but that wouldn't bother people at all if they could afford gas. Like, no, it would still bother us, right. actually. Yes, in his uh, amoral household, in his elitist, uh, you know, Brooklyn apartment, I'm sure it doesn't bother. I think they think that I'm sure the kids are down at uh, Drag Queen Story Hour right now. Look at this, look how tolerant we all are, honey. Look at where tolerant we all are. That our four-year-old is uh, getting a neck massage from this dude in a dress, dressed like a, a harlot. And there are things going on in schools that parents don't like for very good reason. But parents have not liked things going in schools for a long reason. I've got a a band book club that I run every Sunday. All we do is... Of course he does. What a cock face. These band authors. I got Margaret Atwood on this Sunday. People have been banning books because they're prudish. Has anybody banned Margaret Atwood? That's the, uh, um, what's it called? The Handmaid's Tale lady. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that... I don't think well, he's, she's been banned, all right? I don't he's got think a band the Handmaid's Tale He's got a band book club that he does every Sunday. It's all well, just banned books. Well, maybe we should have the, the banned book club for conservatives and we can read our kids' Dr. Seuss books or, no, 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 you know, no, are... things like, uh, what's the one that they were banning at some school in California? Um To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Like, what? But this is, this is, this is what a, what an elite cock this guy is listen and there are things going on in schools that parents don't like for very good reason but parents have not liked things going in schools for a long reason i've got a i've got a band book club that i run every sunday all we do is band authors i got margaret atwood on this sunday people have been banning books because they're prudish Prudish. for generations people have been burning books we have burning books going on right now in america that people parents always don't want their kids learning stuff that's going to be bad doug jones prosecuted Doug a Jones case that was unsettled in Alabama since 1963. He did it in the 2000s. These are still stories that people in Alabama didn't want settled. That's the way of the world. We're going to have to learn things that you and your kids are uncomfortable with. Well, Th- that's, yeah. that's got to work. That's, that's yeah. yeah. Of course. I don't think anybody disagrees We're going with to that. have to learn things that your kids are uncomfortable your with. Your kids have to see the comic book with the gay blowjobs in it. They just that's, have to be able to see it. Don't be a prude. Yeah, stop being approved. You're You're going to have to to open your mind. You're going to have to see some things you're uncomfortable with. And your children are going to have to see some things that you're uncomfortable with. I'm your intellectual better. I know. I only speak the truth. I only speak the truth. That's right. Which brings us, of course, and that was Ali Velshi on Bill Maher, which brings us, of course, to 2020. Ali Velshi in action. This is a place called Minneapolis, Minnesota. Let me paint the picture for you. There are flames... 200 feet in the air as an entire neighborhood is burning down. There is mayhem, looting, violence, assaults. Um, There is complete chaos behind him. And this is Ali Velshi describing the situation for you. Remember, this entire neighborhood was destroyed and has not been repaired. 
This neighborhood is gone. I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. But fires have been started, and and not generally speaking unruly. Of course, there's uh, you know a city block is gone now. Black-owned businesses have been burned to the ground. But generally, I want to. He has to yell. It's so peaceful, the most peaceful, <laughs> that he's got to yell over the din. I want to remind you that it's mostly fine, mostly peaceful, mostly okay. There are always folks on the fringes of protests that do the things that uh, we don't we don't like. There are fringe people that do things we don't like, like burn the place down, for instance. So he was one of the, you know, he's addressed this several times to try to cover his ass because he knows that he looks yeah, like... Yeah, he's in, famous for it. Right, absolute. Eventually, it got so bad and he got so ridiculed that he changed his stance and took a principled stance on what we were all seeing in 2020. Remember, this is not misinformation or disinformation, even though this guy, disinformation, misinformation, was telling you that what you're seeing with that camera behind him was not what you're seeing. It was mostly peaceful. It was mostly peaceful. You know, there were some strange things. In the moment where he needed to have the truth, he decided to say the thing that would cover up for mass criminal behavior. Now, his Brooklyn loft is not involved. will be fine. That black neighborhood that's burning, they could have used somebody being appropriately alarmed at that moment, but no, CNN wanted to put those fires, rhetorical fires, out while the real fires raged on. So he changed then, out of a political expediency, um, a couple of weeks later. Discount people who are doing things to public property that, that they shouldn't be doing. It does have to be understood that this city has got, uh, for the last several years, an issue with police. So then he goes, okay, 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 it's, it's, it's it, fine. Maybe the stuff is happening. Maybe they are burning the entire place down, but the police are here, jerks here, making... It reminds me of, remember when they there was like the Target that was hugely yep. looted? And then like after the fact, a bunch of activists tried to be like, oh, but actually if you understand how Target has exploited minority oh, yeah. community, they like tried right. to actually like make a reason why oh, it of was course. okay I, that but they once again, Discount people who are doing things to public property that, that they shouldn't be doing. It does have to be understood that this city has got, uh, for the last several years, an issue with police. Context, context, context. There are problems with the police, so you should want to burn the black neighborhood down if you're living here. So it's all fine. So don't just put aside what you're seeing as he works to do damage control. This is a guy who wants there to be more Twitter policing. Then he evolved even more. After he was shown to be a worldwide jackass, he said, okay, all right, I get caught <laughs> trying to pretend that there weren't fires and wide-scale um, chaos, and I look like an a-hole. How do I work this? How do I work this? So he workshops it a little bit and comes back with this. Much of what we enjoy today, our freedoms, are the fruits of violence. Oh, violence is good. That's right. Oh, good. Phew. It's good. Aha! That, of course, was pre-January 6th, and the media, of course, takes no responsibility for spending the entire year leading up to January 6th telling people that violence was a totally legitimate form of protest. Absolutely. And was completely fine. So, um, so the, because I spent way too much time in my life today on Ali Velshi while you were <laughs> flirting with guys in the liquor store, 
Um, Mostly I was at church today. I didn't I was want to be at the liquor store. Likely story. In like whorish makeup. I, tried. <laughs> I didn't want to be there. Um, so Next time you go. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so then... So then I, I just happened to get on to a, an Ali Velshi hosted segment <laughs> where he is, they have, Kanye West had just been in the Oval Office with Donald Trump. Okay. So it, it's the end of the world because Kanye and Trump are stalking flippantly and just holding court there. So that, of course, is a crisis. That can't happen. Because that's just unspeakable that this is what is going on here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Trump, it's so irregular. So, of course, the White House has to bring somebody on to to uh, bring clarity to this. Now, Ali Velshi um, is not going to be bring the right clarity to this. They're going to need somebody with a different hue than <laughs> Ali Velshi. So what member of the White House press corps do you think they get grab? Uh, Yamish? Correct. <laughs> they grab uh, PBS's Yamiche Alcindor to straighten it all out for them. And now this is just this is just Yamiche talking. What's notable here is Ali Velshi, stand-up journalist, stand-up thinker, analysis, analyst. The silence from him is incredible. What we see is a complete transformation of Kanye West. This was a rapper who's not only is his music really something that, of a rallying cry for African-Americans, and, his, and he's really a conscious rapper, but this is also a rapper who said George Bush doesn't care about black people at the height of when people were criticizing President Trump's handling of Hurricane Katrina. Wouldn't you have at least correct her right then? Say, so you mean Bush. Right. right. Just for... Just because, just be very clear here, but no. Because so many African-Americans in New Orleans felt abandoned by the federal government and the White House. Now you have him using specific stereotypes that have been overused about African-Americans. He talked about the fact that black people have been using welfare, that there aren't fathers in the home. Of course, we know that those things are just platinly false and that Kanye West was really... Wouldn't you, if you were Ali Velshi, beacon of truth... And mm-hmm. thoughtful analysis. Say, what? Uh, wait one second, Yumiche. What? What is untrue about that? Just help us understand, Yumiche. Are there plenty of fathers in the households in the black community? Is that has that been the problem? The of uh, the surplus of fathers in the households, or is that a very truthful thing? That it is a truthful thing, yes. and it's it's something that. I would probably describe as a, quote, systemic inequity that's leading to disparate outcomes for black kids. You would think that that would be kind of an important detail. That goes right by um, (sighs) Al Velshi unchecked. Talking about all this stuff and really not making a lot of sense in front of in front of President Trump. It was a truly bizarre, bizarre moment. Okay. Truly bizarre moment. My goodness. How terrible. One last Ali Velshi, Kanye, Trump uh, moment. He says that he says that Kanye is really good for him with African-American voters. Now, tell us that isn't true, please, Yamish, and to source it for us. I don't think that Kanye West um, is going to help him at all get any more voters votes from African-Americans. I think. Keep in mind, Alice, mm-hmm. Velshi is all for thoughtful journalism, not. Alice, not uh, reckless 
um, you know, not reckless speculation, but thoughtful journalism. The people that already like President Trump are going to look and say, look, Kanye West is someone that African-Americans have championed who say that this is someone who they've really, really looked at and said that this is a star of rappers. Um, they're going to be able to look at this and say, hey, look, that there are clearly some African-Americans who like President Trump. Just look at what Kanye West said about him. So I think for his base, this will just make them feel better. But I think for African-Americans, just looking on Twitter and getting that some of the text messages that I'm getting, um, people were appalled that Kanye West did this. Well, Twitter and the texts I'm getting tell me people were appalled. Yeah. So the blacks were appalled. The black people were appalled. Allie, okay? There you go. I've come and said the things you wanted me to say. How wink, many, wink. by the way, out of Yamiche's contact, uh, how many do you think are poor or working class, by the way, of any race? The people uh, who text her day to day. Um, How many are say, working with forklifts or? I would say very few. In, I would or, say very few are anything but elite progressives. Right. So obviously they're appalled. <laughs> like, I don't. It's just so out of touch. And I think that what's going to be interesting to see, especially because I think this topic is so timely with the White House going into ban menthol cigarettes right now. Um and. Just like the attitude that that reveals about mm. working class black people, right? Oh, yeah. Because they're saying explicitly that they're doing it because black people smoke menthols. You know, the president of the NAACP went out and said that this was like a win for justice, that they're mm -hmm. banning menthol cigarettes. So now they can go send police to hassle people who smoke menthol cigarettes, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But so... It seems so out of touch with the concerns of everyday working people that are just, you know, struggling to get by, whatever. Like, look, we're taking a break from drinking because we drink more than we want to. And we know it's probably not good that we drink as much as and as often as we do. It's expensive, too. It is expensive. And yeah, should we stop? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to take a big break from it right now. Well, right? it's not over promise, Alice. We <laughs> so don't have to be <laughs> have to be you know filling coke right, cans with but, vodka. But I mean like how how would you and I feel though about a White House that made drinking truly's illegal? Obviously, you want them the hell out of my business. I mean, because it, w I mean, and especially like when you have so many other concerns going on in your life, like I'm just trying to deal with inflation and figure out how to send my kids to school without someone showing it them. It comes a from such a place of elitism, and like, you know? and like, go through my day, and like now I have to worry about this. Like, you're taking away like one little comfortable thing it, that you know, I have that, that because from... it's not good for me. Like, let me well, help you. Well, but also your problem in life also, comes from drinking too many Trulies, Alice. Like, well, but also so the problem is the thing is that it wouldn't happen with Trulies, Alice, at the moment because White some people of, drink Trulies. Some of the elites drink Trulies at the moment, so that's all right. So what it is, it's it's the wine moms of Cambridge, Massachusetts, saying. We want to help you be more like us. I know you want to be like us. Who wouldn't want to be like us? And we don't smoke menthols. Oh, no. You know, we have our own. We do Percocets and Klonopin and 180,000 little medications we take, you know, to, to keep ourselves thoroughly addled. Between, that are hard enough to access for people that right. can't and afford and, like and good boxed, health insurance. And boxed wine and whatever it is like that. 
Be more like us. So we're going to take away your menthol cigarettes because they're gross. We're going to take away big gulps, too. Sitting around drinking Coca-Cola. Ugh, that's not like what we would do. We're going to help you here be like us. So we're going to have to send the police over to take away your loose leaf <laughs> cigarettes and maybe beat the crap out of you if you don't comply, okay? We're doing it for you. I, know. I feel good about myself. Now I have but to put uh, I have to put yellow and blue ribbons on trees now, okay? <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of shocking that they still think like this at this point in time, right? But it I mean, like doesn't it just like completely demonstrate where this White House is right now that that's like, yeah. what they're going to do? Right. And then give away 10 grand to wine moms for college forgiveness. And they'll be like, "I can't believe Kanye talked to Donald Trump." All the people I know are just appalled. Like He's got mental illness, you know. He's bipolar. Well, when in 2024, when whoever the Republican nominee is gets a record uh, amount of the black vote and the Hispanic vote and a, probably of a bunch of other people's votes, too, because the Biden administration has constantly screwed them over in every possible way, they're going to act all surprised because... They're, they honestly are going to believe that that they were responding to, like, the real concerns of regular people by taking away their menthol cigarettes mm-hmm. and uh, making oil and gas unaffordable and telling them to just go buy an electric car. Which, can they even say that anymore now that the uh, pr- premier electric car company is owned by Elon Musk and they tell people to go buy an electric car? All you need now is Musk to own... For- all you need now is Trump starting to get into electric cars. And DeSantis. <laughs> wow, wouldn't uh, that be All of a sudden, they'll start caring about lithium mines and children in poor countries and Uyghurs forced to make solar panels and everything else. So, Anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you're a Patreon subscriber, head on over to patreon.com slash burn barrel. Or if you're not, you can subscribe there. We're going to do our extra Sunday Patreon show. We will see you on that side. As always, you can find us for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Oh, wait, Tom, we didn't do messages. Oh, dang it. Hold on. I just thought of it because I said burnbarrelpodcast.com. Goodness, messages. Oh, wow. We have voice messages now. This is a thing that you can do. Also, you can go to burnbarrelpodcast.com, and there is a red button there that you can use to leave us a voice oh, message. Geez, we got a lot of messages. That we can play on the show. Sorry, okay, you ready? That. Sorry, yes. Go ahead. Let's hear some messages. Good morning. Good morning. Tommy N. H. here. Tom, the term you were struggling to find was catalytic converter. You it? lost that on a 2006 Volvo. Mm-hmm. You might want to consider another car. Really? That's going to be an expensive one. Well, obviously. Alice, can you give an update on the livestock situation? (laughs) How many animals are left on the Shattuck farm? Right now, seven guinea fowl and three chickens. Hopefully, zero guinea fowl. (laughs) I like in three chickens. The chickens are good. The guinea fowl are a holes. I'm calling all hawks, all raptors, please. Come to the 42nd parallel-ish, um, a few miles from the water in northern Massachusetts, please, and kill these guinea f- hens when you see them outside. Um, yeah, I'm not going to buy another cattle. I can't. F- forget it. Just Can we just have, as somebody called. We just need to quickly move to a state that doesn't yes. have do inspection stickers. Or, yes, or somebody has to. Somebody has to. How would, do I have theft insurance for the car? No. I don't. Theft insurance? Yeah. It's like, so somebody steals the Volvo, I don't get money? Uh, is that a thing? I don't yes, know. Yes, of Maybe. course it is. 
course it is. Is it? Yes. Oh, maybe then. I think so. If it's a thing. I don't know, guys. If you know any illegal or semi-illegal things I can do to get out from under that car, let me know. I don't know. Hi, Tom and Alice. Hi, Mike. Mike and Groveland here. Oh, my goodness. the show. Uh, You guys are doing God's work. Thanks, Mike. I just want to thank you for the earworm uh, you gave me from the new report drag queen the coconut song i appreciate that it's stuck in my head all morning i don't see it going away anytime soon keep up the good work thanks mike thanks mike oh, mike in proximity too alice maybe he could uh, could uh help me do the insurance job in my car hey guys it's muffy uh, i mean toast um <laughs> I reject the Brahmin label, even though I have an autographed copy of the Preppy Handbook and a carved duck on my mantle. Um, number two, I agree that horse women are crazy, but I myself am not crazy. And then three, I think the burn babe and shathead debate comes down to gender, so we may need a biologist to figure this out. Ooh. Bye. Good point. Well said. True. She is absolutely a Brahmin. She is. I don't think she's crazy. She's absolutely a Brahmin. She is. If you've got a riding, what's that called? A stick? Crop. Crop. Yes. If you have a riding crop and she's got an array of them, you know, one for each different day, then you are a <laughs> Brahmin. There's no doubt about that. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering if it's a possibility to have Rosalind merchandise. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, he's not going to believe this, but I don't know what Rosalind looks like, actually. And I do, I don't think she's got a great voice. I like a nice, you have a nice voice, Alice. You always did. I like a nice, what's the actress that I thought said you had a nice voice for? The girl who played Ben Stiller's Malin wife. Egerin, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. But, but, um, I mean, anything's possible. Who knows? Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering, um, why uh, Polly Shore was so um, popular in the '90s? I've watched, rewatched his movies, and I still don't get it. Never laughed once. All right, bye. Oh, he was such an idiot. He was such an idiot. Oh, oh. he was an idiot. He's because he was he was Mitzi Shore, who runs the comedy store, or whatever. Son, uh, so he was high profile he was youngish then mtv found him he did this stupid thing being the saying he was the weasel i unfortunately so when i was the male receptionist my job i saw him one time he was openly talking about sleeping with women in the 90s by name which i thought was appreciated but not the class thing to do um but he's a moron and he said uh he he just saw him on a committee on a show and he said Oh man, my life was so good back then. I just miss it, dude. I just miss it. It's like, yeah, of course it was good. You were at the MTV Beach House with women who thought you were cool. Hate him. <laughs> Hate him. Uh, although there was a couple of funny scenes in Biodome, the record show. Hello, me, 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 me. Oh, I clicked the recorder link. I guess the computer's got a microphone. Not sure that that went exactly how they're expecting it, but you know, what do you do? Hey Tom, this is the spook light. What's this about you touching Rosalind's chest? So the spook light sounds a little bit like Tom Brokaw. <laughs> oh, that's hard, that's hard. 
Oh, I wish I could have seen it. Oh, Jesus. These are your... You want to you do this, Alice? No, you're in charge of the phone line. I don't like this. Look at this message, by the way. It's, it's entitled, Tom's Bike. <laughs> hey, Tom, it's me, your bike. Ring, 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 ring. Wish you would ride me. It's been forever. <laughs> it has been forever. I'm not riding you because I'm a fat, and then people stop and, and call 911 to get me an EMT. You've ruined it. A, a world civilization, American civilization. Freaking stop. Are you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. You sure? F you. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering if either of you have ever had a pork tenderloin sandwich. It's big here in the Hoosier state. All right. Thanks. Bye. I don't usually have pork sandwiches. I I I would I would like a pork belly sandwich more than anything. But I would give it a shot. There's no doubt about that. Alice? I have not had a pork tenderloin sandwich, but yeah, the uh, Lexington Yacht Bunny is is looking down her nose at your sandwich. I'm not looking down my nose at anybody. I love everyone. Pork tenderloin. I bet you those those (laughs) moogaloos who were trying to paw me in the liquor section of the store (laughs) today ate those. Hey, this is uh, Adam from Planet Fitness. I was wondering if Tom Shattuck was there. Uh, I'm calling on behalf of uh, some of our members. Complain that you are uh, having loud sex acts in the locker rooms. I was just wanting to know if that's true. Some of them said that some of the acts involved urine. All right. Thanks. Bye. My goodness. Uh, First first of all, I'm just relieved it's not a billing issue call, which it usually is. Uh, Adam, that is incorrect. I will straighten this out when I get there. There's, There has been a scurrilous lie spread on this trashy podcast um, that, Al, that because Alice Shattuck has opened up this freedom of speech, it needs to be, I need to put Ali Velshi in charge of content so that we can weed <laughs> out all these scurrilous lies. It's ridiculous. Well, anyway, that is our phone line. Wait, wasn't there one from Fritz the Cat? Yes, I played it, Alice. Oh, you did? Okay. Sorry. They were, you played them out of order then. Yes, I played them out of order because I don't want to play 82 from the same person. I played them out of order. Yes, Alice. Okay. Well, if you want to leave a message, you can go to burnbarrelpodcast.com. And guys, leave, I want some defensive me and castigation of Alice. She deserves it. Say love. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.